For God, who commanded the light to shine out of darkness, hath shined in our hearts to give the light of the knowledge of the glory of God in the face of Jesus Christ. Receive these words of life today, which have the capacity to change your life forever through the ministry of Pastor Prosper Etonam Dusi. Pastor Prosper Etonam Dusi is the lead pastor of Central Fellowship Ministries, a ministry headquartered in Ghana that is focused on the expansion of the Kingdom of Christ through the preaching of the Gospel. He also oversees and coordinates the Central Fellowship Theological College, a theological college that is focused on perfecting the saints through the accurate knowledge of Christ. Now, stay connected to this life-giving message from Pastor Prosper Etonam Lucy. Matthew chapter 9 We've been um, we started our series just opening up the annual theme I of supernatural harvest strengthening the local church and uh, that's the the scripture there Matthew 9 um, last week we saw a few things uh, for those of us who are not here and of course, for emphasis, for those of us who are here, it's very important that, you know, these are four or five things that my, my pastor established, uh, which is very important for every believer to understand. You know, uh, I said that believers must learn to intentionally hold fast uh, what really matters. Uh, there are so many things that, you know, work at us work on us, work with us <laughs> throughout our life's journey. And if you're not too careful, you'll lose sight of the most important things that matter to you as a believer. And you walk this walk in this life so ordinary like all other people will do with no difference, with no distinguishing feature. People will go to work like you go to work. People will find jobs like you find jobs. People will go to school like you're going to school. But once you become a believer, you have transitioned from just the mundane activities of this world into focusing on the most important things that matter to your believer status. Are you here this morning? So, those are the things that we are focusing on. And it's very important that as we enter the year, you don't lose focus. We just prayed that will keep our focus, will not be distracted. Because there are so many things that can distract us. And it has started. It has begun. Oh yes. In course of the week, you saw it. It has begun. There are so many things that are fighting you. That is making you lose your focus every minute. I didn't say day. Every minute. So as believers, we must focus on the most important things. Are you here? Amen. Praise God. I want responses this morning. Praise God. You're not writing. You can't even say amen. <laughs> Hallelujah. Mm -hmm. and, and, and he said that, look, for, for these four things, it's important that, you know, you, you, don't just, you don't just listen to them, but you make them, you make them your own. You, you, they become very important signals for you. He said that, number one, I mentioned it last week and I want to just 
echo it for emphasis. Amen. He says that if there is any belief system, anything that you believe, belief system, that does not inspire evangelism. <laughs> My teacher says he cannot, he cannot find the spirit of God in it. Any belief system that will not make you go out to evangelize the lost, the unchurched, the untaught, the unreached. That cannot be a belief system you should be happy about. I mean, you go to a church, for example, and the church does not inspire you to go and win the lost. Then what are you hearing? Yeah. Uh, die by fire. Die, 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 die. I kill all. I kill all. I overtake all. To do what? Overtake to do what? <laughs> I'm the head and not the tail. Is that all you hear? So any belief system that does not inspire evangelism, he says he cannot find God in it. And of course it's important. It's important. Look at uh, uh, um, before I come to that. Remember I said also that your, your discernment must outgrow your excitement. And I said that this year is not an excitement. Let's take out the excitement. It's work. It's work. So your discernment must outgrow your excitement. Hey, and the Lord is he's been doing it all while. What have you done with all that he's been doing for you? What have you done with it? What have you done with it anyway? So we are living out the excitement part. Glory. Hey, I am winning. I am winning. I'm taking over. Taking over what? I'm, I'm moving from the back. I mean, I, I, I'm now the market leader. To what end? <laughs> oh, thank you, Father. These are, the, these are the miracles we are talking about. Five bedrooms. Yes, just have it. To what end? To what end? Empire does you, you you can't even stretch your, 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 yourself to cover the empire. Do you know empire? The Greek word for bed. <laughs> can't even stretch your, so yourself to cover. I live for five bedrooms. What about those who don't have roof over their heads? What should they look for? Huh? You are looking for five bedrooms. And when God gives you a five bedroom, then you say, yeah, the Lord has done. I will lift him up higher everywhere I go. It's because you have five bedrooms. <laughs> Praise God. It should inspire you. The messages you hear should inspire you to go and evangelize more. Because the more you hear, the more you know somebody who needs what you are hearing. The more you hear, the more you become compassionate. We'll be reading it now. Matthew 9. Put a finger there and listen to what I'm saying. The more you hear, the more compassionate you become. Hey Lord, what I am hearing, let somebody to hear this. Oh Lord, I cannot keep this alone. That, that should inspire something. The message you hear, and hear it alone. That's what I mean, you know, our, our church, you know, white, white, everything is white. The Lord is here. Anytime you see white, you know the Lord is here. To what end? <laughs> everything is white, white. We, we like white. It should inspire something. Something should erupt in you. Say, no, no, no. I, everybody must hear. The woman at the well, when she met Jesus, the Samaritan woman, she said, men of Samaria, come and see the real man. In today's language, come and see the real dude. This is dude. You know what I'm saying? Jesus had told her serious things. Opened up her soul to herself. I said, this man must be a prophet. Jesus said, wait, 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 wait. Leave the prophet side. I, I, I am the Messiah. Because that's where the discussion is going. When she heard this, is come and see. So, 
says, something must erupt in you. Anytime you come here, something must erupt in you. Say, I am, I am empowered by the message I hear to go out and preach to the lost. That's right. That's what the message will do to you. And this morning is going to do the same thing to you. Say, I receive. <laughs> Hallelujah. So you pay attention. Pay attention. So the complete word will be ministered to you. It's not just part. It's not just part. It's not just part. Second Timothy 3.16 said that the word is inspired of God and is profitable for doctrine. So all scripture is profitable for doctrine. So as you sit, you are waiting to receive the whole counsel, the full word. It's not just part. You know that the Lord has done everything. They become irresponsible. You had just a part of it. Because grace should bring you to responsibility. Anybody who hears the grace message and begins to fool around did not hear the grace message. Just heard a part of it. The euphoria part of it. Hey, the Lord has done everything. He has forgiven you all your sins. Then begin to sin. Begin to mess up. Somebody who, who has been taken from sin, now you're going to sin. Ah, you didn't hear it well. The grace message must make you, must make you responsible. So what it means is that whatever I do, it has impact on someone else. Don't just say that for me. May the Lord has forgiven me. Me, I don't care what you see. You, it matters what somebody sees about you. It matters the way you look. You, you're not here this one. I say it matters the way you look. If you look foolish and all around you, all we see is hell. It matters. Tell your neighbor, it matters. How I look. What I say. What I do. It matters. I'm preaching this morning. Are you here? I've not started. It matters. And me, I'm born of God. Me, I know everything is fine. I, who, who says it's not fine? If everything is fine, it must show around you. Aha. Uh-huh. If the inside is good, it must have a reflection on the outside. Am I preaching this morning? Don't come and tell me. Yeah, I can preach grace. I can preach grace. You look at yourself. You think you are heavy. But I must preach grace. That will make you responsible. Are you here? So you are waiting to receive all. See, I receive all. All. Hallelujah. Mm. For those of you who are worshiping with us for the very first time, you are in the right place. I'm in the right place. <laughs> Amen. Yeah. So it's profitable for doctrine, for reproof, for correction, for instruction in righteousness. So the man of God will be perfect and fully finished Unto all good work. So there's an end to the game. It's perfect. Will be mature. But there's work. Fully furnished. Unto all good work. Are you here? Mm, there's an end to it. There's an end to it. So I am growing out of excitement. I am growing out of the euphoria. And I'm coming into perfect relationship. So that I can work. I can work. So any belief system that does not inspire evangelism, my pastor says, there's a problem with it. And of course, this morning, I'm sure you can also see that there's a problem with it. Because if you are not too careful, all you know is die by fire. You'll kill everybody who will bury you. Number two, it has, <laughs> if that belief system does not make me love fellow believers, Make me love one another. That, that belief system is dangerous. Because there are some teachings where you are taught 
you will look at your neighbor as the demon fresh from hell. Yeah. Everybody is a suspect. In fact, you become suspicious of everybody, including yourself. Those are the people who say that me, I can't even trust myself or to trust you. There's something wrong with your psyche. It is the message you are hearing. I can't even trust me. How much more you? Keep quiet and start learning. How many of us have said that before? <laughs> me, I can't even trust me. And there's a problem with you. If you can't trust you. <laughs> no wonder you grow, you, you, you have a trust problem because you can't even trust yourself. Hey, you've said it. It's, you are just exposing your ignorance. Because all you hear is somebody, somebody are doing, somebody's doing you a spider. Somebody's doing you cockroach. Somebody's doing you a crack. Somebody's doing you. Hey. Eh? Become suspicious. And yet, Ghana water, you, you Ghana water, would it be a Sunni fear as on Anytime you go home, you just, I don't know, for those of you who have money to buy filters, filter Ghana water. You will not drink water again. And yet, you are suspicious of everybody, excluding Ghana water. Mama, I'm sorry. You'll be shocked what you drink and you are, that's why you don't even pray over. <laughs> the water you should pray over should be Ghana water. <laughs> are you still here? Take out of your life. Else you'll not be able to walk in this life. You'll be too, you'll be too hard up. You forget that you are the same people you are suspicious of are the same people you are, you're going to relate with. There's no angel to relate with. Say, I'll relate with my neighbor. I know how to relate with my neighbor. The message I'll hear and I'll continue to hear will make me love my neighbor, not to hate my neighbor. Hallelujah. So any belief system that will make you love your neighbor is a dangerous one for you. Run away. Run away. What did Jesus say in Matthew 22, 37? says, this is, the great, this is the first and great commandment. He's talking about the love of God. Then he says, there's another which is like unto the first. Love your neighbor as you love yourself. So it's very important. February, we was quoting Deuteronomy 6. And it's very important that you appreciate that. 3, 4, 5, 6. So it's important. You know, you, you can't, it's inherent in the Christian faith to love one another. Say, I love my neighbor as I love myself. How I love God is how I love my neighbor. I can't see God, but I can see my neighbor. My love towards God is demonstrated in my love towards my neighbor. My love for God is demonstrated in how I love my neighbor. Are you learning something this morning? My love for God is demonstrated in how I love my neighbor. Are you here? Yeah. I say I love God. Are you here this morning? The third thing is that any belief system that downplays the supernatural, don't entertain it. <laughs> any belief that downplays the supernatural. You know, there are some people that become so practical. 
know the way prophets are behaving nowadays? Mm. Anything you have an interpretation to it. What are you Yahweh Adonai? Everything that is done, you have an interpretation. No, the way they are throwing their fingers around, no, no, those are his demon. Those are the mami water, mami water. So you have downplayed supernatural so much that you even need supernatural. You don't know how to assess it. <laughs> you have downplayed miracles. Uh, you need miracles. You, you can't have miracles. You are struggling. So any belief system that downplays the supernatural, don't go there. This is not the time to go and join company of people who will be talking about and then I'm going and saying we're sorry. And you have become too practical. Look at you, you see the way your life has become. Your life is so dry. There's nothing happening around you. It's because you have become so practical. And what the Lord wants to do, you are frustrating the grace of God upon your life. Say, I believe the supernatural. I believe the hand of God. I believe the work of the spirit. Hallelujah. If you're a believer and you don't believe, you don't you believe the supernatural, then how were you born in the spirit? How were you born of God? How are you born of an incorruptible seed? Check the characteristics of the believer. It is full supernatural. It is so, our birth is supernatural. How can God come into man and man become God? It's supernatural. Say, I believe the supernatural. I believe the power of God. I believe the workings of the spirit. I believe the dynamics of the supernatural. I am born of God. I am born of the spirit. I walk in the spirit. The supernatural is the place of dwelling. You must believe it. Yeah. Yeah. Yes, I was so practical. This year, you might, of course, we're going to it. When we get to talk about the super, you will love it. Because that is where we are. The believer is born of the spirit. That's why I began. Not to end in the flesh. Don't become too practical. Say, I am not practical. From today, I am not going to practical. I want to see the demonstration of the power of God in my life. You must believe it. Say, I believe it. Hallelujah. Are you too dry? Are you too dry? Enjoy grace. Hallelujah. So, any teaching like that, or because Swa, second, third, fifth, sixth book of Moses, there is, there is, there are the things of God. There are the operations of the Spirit. That the dynamics of the Spirit that the believer must learn to know and to walk in. Say, I will learn to know and to walk in it. Hallelujah. But go for the original. If you have the original, enjoy it. Don't look at counterfeit to abuse the original you have. Say, I have the original. Hallelujah. Yeah. As a lot of people are healed. So that's why I don't believe. Oh, uh, are you sure you didn't go? You didn't take a testament and will die? Keep quiet. <laughs> if you've not seen fever, that you've taken a testament and will die. And still, the, the malaria is not going. Eh? If you don't see you, your head is paining you, you go and take paracetamol, you are fine. Somebody's head is aching him or her. Wanumpare wo yasimunina. Abro for para. India for para. Saudi for para. Enkoye. Stop it. Say, I believe the supernatural. 
So any teaching that will make you practical, avoid it. Are you here? The fourth one. If there's any belief system, which is important to me because that's what we are going to deal with as we move on further. Any belief system. Wow. Any belief system that does not inspire accountability, commitment, submission to the local church and honor to spiritual leadership run for your life. It cannot be God. God cannot be in it. I said last week that there are some people who are parading social media who are talking nonsense. You know, you're born of God, you are the church. You are not the church. We are the church. <laughs> if it is not we, it's not the church. Because Ecclesia will not be you. Ecclesia will be we. The called out ones, not one. Ones. So if it is not we, it's not the church. The church is not, what am, what am I? I am the temple of the Holy Spirit. First Corinthians 3, 6, 19. I am the temple of God. I am the resident of God. I am the carrier of the spirit of God. I am the carrier of the headquarters of God. But when it comes to the church, it must be carriers. It's not just one carrier. We must. It's not I must. Are you, are you here? So, uh, it's not, you know, uh, uh, we, are the, we, we carry God. Everything is fine. You don't need any man. I cannot submit to man. God, I only submit to God that I don't see. That I don't know his address. <laughs> eh? uh, uh, who is speaking to me every day? Me. The Lord speaks to me every day. When was the last time you heard him? Uh, I know he will speak. I've not heard, but he will speak. <laughs> You're funny. God will use men to minister himself to you. The gift of God was men to men. The gift of God was men to men. And when he ascended, he gave gifts to men. He didn't give gifts to angels. So God will minister to you through men. Any believer who is not accountable in a local assembly is not one you want to work with. Because that person can pollute you. Now I didn't tell don't be part of such useless conversations. Africa, we've prayed that way. We are not seeing anything. Really? Wait. The next century to come. <laughs> the prayers are working. The prayers are working. The prayers are working. In Africa, we pray to my We are not practical. What is practical? What is practical? What is being practical? We are finding the purpose and, God and plan of God for our lives. We are being practical. We want to be practical. Practical about what? So don't be part of those things. Be part of a local assembly. Be committed. Be submissive. And be in honor to that leadership. So where account we don't have accountability. Everybody is on his own. That cannot be the plan of God for our lives. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Now Matthew 9. Are you there? Yes, sir. Ask you to put a finger there. Matthew 9. Matthew 9, 36. Uh -huh. But when he saw the multitudes, he was moved with compassion on them mm -hmm. because they fainted mm -hmm. 
and were scattered abroad mm. as sheep having no shepherd. Mm-hmm. Then said he unto the disciples, mm-hmm. The harvest truly is plenteous, mm-hmm. but the laborers are few. Mm. Pray ye therefore the Lord of the harvest that he would send forth laborers into his harvest. Amen. Mm. Take it again. But when he saw the multitudes, but when he saw the multitudes, he was moved with compassion. He on them. was moved with compassion. When he saw the multitude, he was moved with compassion. Uh-huh. Because they fainted. Because they fainted. And were scattered abroad. They were scattered. I'm so the fainted is explained. They fainted. It was not to it was not talking about sicknesses. It was not talking about physical ailment. It was talking about their spiritual status. And their spiritual position. These people were fainted. He had compassion on them. Why? They fainted. And then why? 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 What is the fainting about? Read about. They were scattered abroad. Because they were scattered abroad. With no leadership. As sheep having no shepherd. As having no shepherd. These are the people you should have compassion over. Or on. These are the people you should pity. People who are not in any local assembly. He says, me, I don't need church for anything. They need church. Ah. It's just like somebody who is sick and says, me, I don't need medicine. You need it. It's just because you don't know you need it. Until they give you the medicine and now you are well, then you know that you really need medicine. So the people are saying, me, I don't need church. It's not be, look, they don't know what they are saying. You should have compassion over them. Just like Jesus. He had compassion over them. Why? They were like sheep. Which they didn't know. When Jesus saw them. He saw them as sheep. Without shepherd. But they themselves didn't know. How foolish. Oh. They themselves did not know. Amen. What is church? Those your pastor. pastor. Go and let them rely to you. That's all they know. Because they don't listen to anybody apart from Abraham, Ben Moshe. <laughs> those ones. Those are the people they listen to. Say, talk to me, talk to me. Those pastors. Mm, we'll deal with them. We'll, we'll break their churches. Really? You must be the biggest joke of the 21st century. Churches are growing. You are getting stronger. Let the fools continue to fool themselves. Of course. Blind will lead the blind. Where will they fall? The ditch. We know their place in history. We cannot be confused now. And listen to them. And say, Pastor, I have a question. I listen to Ben Moshe. If you listen to Ben Moshe and come and ask me questions, I will not answer you. Because the first thing is not to even listen to them in the first place. Say, Pastor, I want to open. You've not finished reading John 3, 16. You want to open your mind. On what? Pastor, we need to have a broad horizon. Stop lying to yourself. Evil communication corrupts. So it's not about horizon. Go and read chemistry. That's horizon. Go and read your mathematics. That's horizon. Are you here this morning? Yeah. Those are people you should shut off from your life. That's a bit of broadening. Broadening what? Don't listen to God's same way. For uh, Pastor, please continue for me. Uh, broadening. Broadening. So he saw them. Our job this year is to have compassion on on church people, on God's 
people, unreached people, and unsaved people. What did I say? Unchurched, unreached, unsaved, untaught. Because those people have no leadership. We should have compassion on them. Hallelujah. So Jesus had compassion on them. Now, it was not enough to just have compassion. That's why we are going out. Some of you brought people here today. You went out. You have to go out. You have to go out. People must hear what you are hearing. It's not enough to say, oh Lord, I pray. Mm, oh, da, da. oh, when are they coming? Eh, eh. Beyond the prayer is work. Look at what Jesus said. Read on verse 37. Then said he unto his disciples. Then said he unto his disciples. Don't forget, we are reading chapter 9. And chapter 10, Jesus sent them to do. Chapter 9. Pray. Pray. Pray what? 37. 38. Pray ye the Lord 38, of the yes. harvest. Pray ye the Lord of the harvest. That he will send forth laborers. That he will send forth laborers into, laborers into his harvest. Into his harvest. So, number one, we are to pray to who? The Lord of the harvest. Number two, don't forget that he will send forth laborers into his own harvest. What it means is that the unsaved belong to the Lord. Ah! Oh, you thought we were just lingering around. There is a Lord of the harvest. So, I am committed to his agenda because all souls belong to him. No soul should be left unattended to. No soul should be left to die and go to hell. No soul! Because the souls belong to him. The soul belongs to God. The earth is the Lord's and the fullness thereof. The world and they that dwell therein. And they that dwell therein. So the harvest is the Lord's. How do you call that in Chi? Why is Zima? Is Zima around? He needs to help me with this Chi today. Others I'll be speaking. And then it will be, it will turn. I mean, this year, this one. The harvest are his. As I'm covering, Pastor, I'm on my mudim course. I'm on my mudim, I'm on my mudim, I'm on my course. As a baby, oh, the souls are the Lord's. So the harvest is His. The souls are His. And Jesus, your God, is a good businessman. He will not, He will not lose. That is why he has his spirit in you. So you are to partner him so he will not lose. Uh, you are not here this morning. Your, your God is such a good businessman. In fact, his death was to the world. So that anybody who believe in what he did, the person is saved. You think your God is a poor businessman? <sighs> Pray! The Lord of the harvest that he will send men. Now, Send forth. I told you the, the last time. That is the Greek word. Ekbalo. E-K-B-A-L-L-O. Ekbalo. Now for those of you who are joining us for the first, first time. You're doing a lot of Greek here. Because the Bible was not originally written in English. So for you to understand. The, to understand the words in their proper context. We go to the Greek. So that we'll look at the original word that was used. 
then now we can situate it in the proper context so we can understand the scriptures. Why? Because the scriptures are to be explained. They are not just to be quoted. Your understanding of the scripture will affect your practice. It will affect your worship. So every word of scripture has its own interpretation in the context in which the word was used. So when you come to this place, for example, you will see that we do a lot of Greek. We will look at the Greek word. We will look at how it is found in the sentence in which it is used so that we can have a proper understanding. A word like this, ekbalo, E-K-B-A-L-L-O, is to cast out. Because if it said, just send forth, or send, uh, what is the word used in King James? Send out. Send forth. Send forth. You think that, oh, let me just send, okay, you, you go. No. It is an action word. So, when you look at the Greek, you understand it better. It says, cast out. Force out. So, there's a certain, there's a certain assertion. Are you here? It's not just, oh, kofi, pachomo, modiamo, munyamo, hua, na, mupie, kakra, na, moko, kane, kakra, kakra, dabio. You, you, you are to be forced out. You are to be cast out. You are to be ejected. You know how we eject people? For those of you who have been in compound houses, you know, there are some landlords who are or landladies so, who are not charitable at all. They can eject you with your... Hello? So, eject, expel, force out. Now, your prayer is going to do that. Your prayer, number one, is going to work on you to force you out. And also force others who are supposed to be forced out. Two things are going to happen. Your prayer is first going to work on you. Because force out is not just force others out. Force me out. Say force me out. So your prayer will first work on you. And then to work on others who are supposed to be part of the evangelism. So he says, pray ye. The Lord of the harvest will send forth. That's what your prayer can do. So when we say, pray for the unsaved, pray for the rich, pray for those who are not saved, and we are praying, he said, let's receive boldness to go and preach the word. There's a certain force, there's a certain force that is required. And you are not praying that for you alone because there are some people who are sleeping. There are some people who are in the house who don't care about anything. Tell me I'm saved. It's okay, it's enough. But those people should be part of the bandwagon. They should be part of the evangelistic team. So your prayer is going to push some people out, 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 out. Why? Souls belong to the Lord. That agenda must be met. That business must be fulfilled. So flow out, force out. So that we can have many more. The people you cannot reach, others must reach them. The people you cannot speak to or minister to in other countries, people must go and minister to them. Why? The business is the Lord's. So as you're going, others are going. Say, as I'm going, others are going. As I'm going, others are going. Others are going from all countries. All all kinds of people are going. So it's not you alone. The Lord of the harvest is pulling people out. Hallelujah. So that what we call grace will be grace with functionality. What we call grace will be grace with responsibility. What we call grace is what is giving us to work. First Corinthians 15. Let's read that quickly. I read it last week. First Corinthians 15. 
First Look at what Paul said. Mm-hmm. First Corinthians 15. Yes. Verse 1. Yeah. Over brethren. Verse 10. Verse 10. Yes. But by the grace of God. But by the grace of God. Look, listen very carefully to what Paul says about the grace of God. Uh-huh. But by the grace of God. Uh-huh. I, I am what I am. I am what I am by and the grace of God. And his oh, can you grace. also say that? Can you also say that? Say, I am what I am by the grace of God. I am what I am by the grace of God. Doesn't end there. And yes, I bet that now who are. Ah. Hey. Share. Share. Hey, you sooner why you just worry no no. Stop the nonsense. By the grace of God, I am what I am. It's not marriage. You are what I, I am seated in him. Far above principality and powers. Dominion and every name that is named. Ah, that is what that is who you are. I am blessed with all spiritual blessings in the heavenlies in Christ Jesus. That is what you are. It's not so it means that those who are not married are not blessed. So those who are walking on foot are not. Why has Christianity become like this? Those who come to dress in front, come and, come and uh, dance in front are those who are wearing new dress. Why? Why? There's something wrong with Christianity. It's not something wrong with, it's something wrong with believers because of the kind of teachings they are receiving. Paul says, I am what I am by the grace of God. Then it doesn't end there. Continue. And his grace which was bestowed on me. And his grace which was bestowed on me. Was not in vain. Was not in vain. Was not in vain. When things are working, it is not in vain. For all that the Lord has done in you, in Christ, is not in vain. For him to die your death. Give you his spirit. Give you his name. Give you his authority. Give you everything of him. God gave all of him to us. It should not be in vain. We'll be looking at the believer's identity. We'll be looking at uh, 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 the believer's realities after this series. And I don't want you to miss it because you will know what has been done. Hallelujah. It was not done in vain. Uh Uh-huh. But I labored more abundantly. But I labored. Say it is work. Grace is equal to work. More grace, more work. Oh, are you here this morning at all? Yeah. Say that Hey, we are sharp, sharp. Who told you? Sharp, 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 Hey, yes, I'm heaven bound. Hey. Uncle so I'm walking to heaven. <laughs> I labor more. More work. More grace. More work. What is that more grace? More grace because I'm growing in knowledge to appreciate the grace. So it becomes more. So the grace is not incremental. It is your knowledge about the grace that becomes more. So more grace. More work. If I know what the Lord has done, the more I know, the more I do. Yeah. I don't just say there's any me wo yesu, me wo yesu Christwa, me suro share. Me, I can walk in the night. Me, I don't fear. To what end? Stop, stop it. 
Why, why do some Christians make, like making noise like that? <laughs> share, me, share, me, I'm not afraid of mosquito. <laughs> I, am, I am immune from mosquito bite. Share. You've not seen Christians in intensive care because of malaria. <laughs> it is not it. Tell your neighbor, Hallelujah. You know some of you didn't go out. You know it. And as a pastor, hmm, if I should tell you my itinerary for that, we keep quiet. As if I don't know. Because me, I'm coming from Yahweh, I don't see it. <laughs> I know. I know itineraries. I know how busy you can get. But we are not forgetting the grace of God that is upon our lives. I am what I am because of the grace of God that has been bestowed upon I know it so well that there is work attached to it. Lift up your hand and say, I will not take the grace of God for granted. And leaders, we cannot take the grace of God for granted. See, we, why? We are going to account for the grace. That's the difficult part of it. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. Yes, because you cannot pay for it. It was bestowed upon us by grace. Grace by grace. <laughs> Hallelujah. I know. I will not take it for granted, Lord. Leaders, we don't take it for granted. What did you use with the grace? Sex? Fame? Mm. Pushing other people around? What do you use with the grace of God? Or you glorify God with it? Oh, he went sleeping. Grace of God upon my life. He went sleeping. No soul. Zero soul. Grace is equal to zero soul. That's your accountability book. <laughs> the grace of God upon my life. No soul. No work. So your record is zero. So your grace is equal to zero. I know there are people in this room who will not count the grace of God for nothing. We will use the grace of God. I said we will use the grace of God. I said we will use the grace of God. Hallelujah. Hmm. So the grace of God confers responsibility on us. Responsibility. Practical ways to deal with this grace and let's go. Are, are you ready? Yeah. So the concept of grace must be, must, be, must be looked at again. Paul says, I am what I am because of the grace of God. And I don't count it for nothing. Because I did more work with the grace. He did more work with the grace. Paul, Paul, Paul was one unique character who, who the rest could tell us what happened before the three days and the three nights and after. But Paul's revelational knowledge went into what happened in the three days and three nights. So he was, able, he was the only person who was able to bring us to those realities of the death, burial, and restoration of our Lord Jesus. So his ministry was unique. 
course, I'm, I'm sure somewhere in the year we'll be looking at some of his writings. We'll look at his identification, um, understanding Paul's identification and all of that. It will become very clear to us what that character was and what was, what, when he talks about grace, you appreciate the grace that was bequeathed to him. The grace that was bestowed upon him to, to come to such a level of revelation and, and why it was important for him not to keep it alone, but to share to the Christ, to the, to, to all. Not just to believers, but to all. But be, be beginning from believers. The church at Jerusalem, for example, go to Peter, telling him about the revelation, telling him about all that he saw. In fact, in, in the beginning, they, they contended uh, with, with what kind of thing is it? But having paid close attention and by prayer, they, they realized that, wow, that's all the Lord wants to show us. Because he says, I have many things to tell you. But you see, you don't have capacity to handle it. And now he decided to use this man who was not part of us, the 12. That must be grace. That must be pure grace. Hallelujah. So when Paul talks about grace, it's not just some enquanching, enquanching, the market It's a lot of work. Say, I know the grace of God upon my life and I know the work that is attached to it. I do it. As I... I didn't say you will do it. I say I do it. <laughs> Hallelujah. Yeah. We do it. We do it with all the boldness that is required. We do it with all the spirit that has been given us. We do it with all, all that God has bestowed upon us. Hallelujah. So grace must be understood. Grace. He gave us grace to serve him. Uh, he gave us his grace. To serve him. To do the work of ministry. How do we serve God? Doing his work. How do we serve God? He said, ah, me, I serve God. Oh. Me, I serve God. I give my tenth. Is that service? How do you serve God? So I'm serving God. Oh. Me, I go to church. I'm serving God. How do you serve God? You serve God in doing his work. Say, I serve God in doing his work. So, I do the work of ministry, which is my service to him. Don't forget, he's the Lord of the harvest. Don't forget, the souls are his. When you are in that business, you are in service. Are you following here? So I serve God by doing his work. Hmm. 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 A, I'm sure today you're having a different understanding of service. Say me, I sweep the room. Oh, to what end? I, I, Pastor, me, my calling is unique. Oh. Me, when I rain seats, you know heaven has come down. Really? Eh, eh. That is an additional work. When we gather so that we are not, we are not we are not um, in disorder. That is when believers gather. But what is your primary responsibility? Win souls. Am I preaching to somebody this morning? Yes. That's your primary responsibility. Pastor included, yes. Soul leader included, yes. Honorary member included. So-called honorary member inclu included. Yes. Everybody, once you become a believer, you have a responsibility to pray the harvest. Ah, the Lord of the harvest that he will send forth. As you are going, others are going. Are you getting the primary responsibility? Nothing more, nothing less. Pastor, me, my calling is to be in the office. So it's not easy. <laughs> you have no call. <laughs> Pastor, me, my calling is to be a, a nurse and a doctor. Uh, you never had a call. What number called you? 999-2221. You have no call. No call. Hey, Pastor, me, my own is to just drive. Drive. I don't drive a banza. Try. You have no call. Pastor Mia, I've been called to become a business mogul. No, you, don't, you are not a business mogul. 
That's not a call. I'm shifting your, your mind this morning. That is not, I'm called to be an accountant. Really? There's no call to that. There's no call like that because unbelievers are even better accountants than you are. The teachers who taught you, some of them were Buddhists. And they taught you chemistry very well. So that could not be a call. Anything that is not, anything that is not of the believer cannot be supernatural. It's not supernatural. So the teachers who taught you when you passed chemistry A, I had a teacher who taught me electric, um, what do you call that? Admats, eh? And, and, and we did very well in Admats. And he, he was, he was a Jehovah witness. Witnesses. Yeah, what about that? Yeah. And anytime we go for extra class, he would try to win us. So like I was saying, you know that kind of, st- he would be saying something like I was saying. He's doing mass and he's doing Jehovah, Jehovah we, we. <laughs> yeah. So he was able to convert one guy amongst us, unfortunately. It means that we were not strong enough to bring our brother back. So he turned him to Jehovah we, we. Jehovah we. Yeah. So as I was saying, or, or try the answer, as I was saying, as I was saying, God, you gonna be Jehovah, Jehovah, a God you don't know. And yet, God. God has decided to reveal himself in Christ. Yet, the we people will not see Christ. They still want to see a Jehovah they will never know. I didn't say they never knew. Will never know. Because all that we should know and we will ever know will be Christ who was made manifest. Ah-ah. And you are sitting down and you cannot go and pray to Jehovah. No. No, no. Look how they go round with all boldness. One way the They are so familiar with being sacked, so much so that they are not they are not tired of being sacked. As one album upon us, Jehovah for obey if you now one edges we they even know that ghosts know they are Jehovah witness. They are not worried. Are you a CFM member or someone visiting us for the very first time? You are not serious about sending the message of God out? There's something wrong with your Christianity. There's something wrong with your belief system. Because you've not been taught well so much to understand that there's no call that is going to come. You have already been called. The day you believe the gospel was your call. You have been called into a union. And that union is responsibility. Because what God would have done in Christ here is what you are going to continue. Are you here this morning? Yeah. Yeah. So, when he says in Matthew eleven thirty, for example, he says, my yoke is easy and my bedding is light. That easy there. Another Greek word, which is Christos. Um, Christos. Christos. C-H-R-E-S-T-O-S. That's like Christos, but this is Christos. Easy, yoke, sugos. Easy is suitable, fitting. It's not easy as in um, you get to university and you're, you're told, what, what is one plus one? Sir, really? Um, do you know who you're asking one plus one? I, in fact, I'm not in class one anymore. I, I'm in university. 
because you think that is easy. That's not the easy there. That's not the word easy. Because Christmas is talking about something that fits. Something that is suitable. So, when he says that my yoke is easy, the easy there is that my yoke fits you. My yoke is suitable for you. What it means is that if you're going to be a disciple, then this yoke must fit you. This business, whether you are sick, you are not sick, you have problems, you don't have problems, you go preaching. Because this business fits you. Say, it fits me. It fits you. It's suitable for you. So, the word easy is the word suitable. It fits. It's not easy as in, um, what's your name? That's easy. <laughs> How old are you? That's easy. I know my age. Hmm. So, like, my, my little boy who says, um, what's your name? How old are you? I'm six years old because the elder brother is six. So he wants to make sure you know he's equal to his elder brother. I'm six years old. Uh, that, that cannot be easy. <laughs> it's a lot of years to be six. Said, no, you're not six. You're two. Okay. I'm two years old. No, that one is an infant. You know your age. Uh, how many of you have forgotten your age? <laughs> Hallelujah. That is not the easy there. And we look at some references. Luke 539, Luke 635, kind, easy. Romans 2, 4, goodness, kindness. Ephesians 432, kind. First Peter 3, 2, 3, kindness. So good, kindness, kind, good, easy, is suitable. It is fitting. It fits you. So, in the process of discipleship, you are trained in such a way that this job fits you. That's why we teach the way we teach. We pray the way we pray. Because all you teach is what we are teaching you. Ah, does a minister have to pray? Yes. All that you pray is what we are teaching you to pray. Does a, mini does a minister have to be apt to teach? Yes. All you teach is what we are teaching you. Are you here this morning? Yes. Does a minister have to be committed? That's what we are teaching you. So you know you are a minister of the gospel of God. It's not another call that will come. Pastor, Pastor, me kwa chia mountain go hezi nyame. A friend wa meswa na. Pastor, Pastor, don't sat to meswa na. Aduma chedi anona ebimba. You already called. See, I'm called. <laughs> Sorry. So when you come to church, you come with your Bible. You come with, why? Because all that you do is what we are teaching you. See, if the church was really working, we should not have Bible schools. Because all you'll be taught in Bible schools should be taught in the church. Ah, go teach all nations. How will you teach all nations? All nations, or not your house, or no? Don't go. And, it's not like go and sit your small boy down and lie to hell. No, no, all nations, oh. So how can you teach all nations if you are not taught? What it means is that when you come into the local assembly, it should be the place where you will be taught everything you need to know. It's not a place where we come to joke. I say, uh, Pastor, and they are sorry. Hey, Satan come and me release stress. There you Church is the place where you come and release stress. Weekly stress. There you it's a serious, Paul calls it the pillar and ground of truth. 
is an important assembly where you are taught everything you need to know in Christ. So we don't come to church to come and joke. No, 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 no. No, no, no. It's serious business. It's a place where you are made. It's a place where you are made because the, the minister is able, but you are made. That able, that ability inside must be brought to bear through teaching. Do you understand what I'm teaching this morning? Yes. So I know my job. I know what I'm supposed to do. As I learn, I go teach. Some of us are going to leave the service and go and teach the same thing as I've been taught. Because you understand it. You're going to teach. At least if you can't teach anything at all, you can teach that, you know, accounting now in a nefret. Teacher now bezo in a nefret. Nurse in a nefret. That's not the call. The call is God's work. Which was given you when you got saved. At least you can teach that one. <laughs> Hallelujah. It's not supernatural. Let me end and give you some practical tools to go and work with. Now, look at um, 38 again. Let's look at 38 again. Verse 38. Mm -hmm. Pray therefore the Lord. Pray of the therefore harvest, the Lord of the harvest. The Lord. Why do they have to pray? Because if the people knew what to do, there will not be any need for prayer. Why do we need to pray to pull people out? Because they are not well taught. They think that there are some callings that will come to some people and there are some callings that will come to other people. Like I've said, there are some people who say, me, I'm not called to go and evangelize. Or me, I'm called only to clean the church. It's lack of knowledge. Me, I'm not called to be a pastor. Now, what are you called to be? A follower. Me, uh, me, it's not everybody who can preach. Oh. Mm. But you see, you two have to find something to me. I'm a teacher. Oh. You can't preach, but you can teach. <laughs> you, you can't preach John 3 16, but you can preach, you can teach chemistry. There's something wrong. Why? Because many people have not been taught to know this. So you are praying that the Lord of the harvest will open up their spirit to understand that once you're a believer, you are part of the score. Are you here this morning? So one of the things you need to take home is that from today I know I have been called. Because preaching and teaching of God's word is a calling. Which is given to every believer. Hmm. Every believer. If not for anything, Matthew 28, 18, right? And Jesus came and spoke unto them, saying, All power is given unto me in heaven and earth. He says, Go ye therefore and teach all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and the Holy and teaching them to observe all things whatsoever I have commanded you. Teaching them to observe all things whatsoever I have commanded you. So there's a certain responsibility that has been given the believer. And that responsibility is the call. Hallelujah. Say, I know. That I have a responsibility. That responsibility is my call. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. So you pray. Pray. You pray it and then you act it. You pray it and then you act it. You pray it and then you act it. Hallelujah. So let's look at Jeremiah 23. Is that Jeremiah 23? Let's do. 
33. Jeremiah 23, 33. Yes. And when this people uh-huh. or the prophets uh-huh. or a priest uh-huh. shall ask thee, saying, uh-huh. What is the burden of the Lord? What is the burden of the Lord? Thou what shall... is the burden? The word burden, there is the word masu. M-A-S-U-R. That's the Hebrew word masu. It's low. Burden. And some um, versions call it oracle. But it's responsibility. What is the Lord of the Lord? What is the burden of the Lord? What is the oracle of the Lord? What is the responsibility of the Lord? Hmm. Mm-hmm. Thou shalt then say unto them, mm-hmm. What burden? Mm-hmm. I will even forsake you, mm-hmm. said the Lord. Mm-hmm. And, mm-hmm. As, and as for the prophets mm-hmm. and the priests mm-hmm. and the people that shall say, mm-hmm. The burden of the Lord, I will even punish that man and his house. Mm-hmm. Thus shall ye say, Everyone to his neighbor mm-hmm. and everyone to his brother, mm-hmm. What hath the Lord answered? Mm-hmm. And what had the Lord spoken? Mm. What has the Lord answered? And what has the Lord spoken? So the burden of the Lord is the come on, come on, church, church, run with me. What has the Lord spoken? What has the Lord spoken? What has the Lord spoken will be what? Oh, come on, somebody's telling you something. What the Lord has spoken is will be his what? Will be his so the of the Lord is what? The word of the Lord. Wow. Wow. So the bending of the Lord, the yoke of the Lord, the responsibility of the Lord will be his word to all men. Come on. Are you following this morning? Will be his word. How is it communicated? Via preaching and teaching. Say, I know the Lord. <laughs> I know the responsibility. <laughs> I know the yoke. I know it. It is the word of the Lord. So, receiving the word of the Lord and showing others is the Lord. That one, every believer is enjoined. Receiving it, showing others. The more I receive, the more I show, the more why I am not selfish. Tell the prophets. That there is a certain task. So you keep everything. You receive everything. And you don't share. And forgotten that there is an accountability to be made. It means you don't know who you are. That would be sad. So. My week is tight. Yeah, it's all part of it. Housewife, businesswoman, businessman, it is my responsibility. It is your responsibility. Cell leader, cleaner, Opia, student, there are so many people that you have to affect in your schools. There are a lot of people who are becoming atheists in our schools. Right from secondary school, you'll be shocked. You'll be shocked. 
when they come to school, they are fine. In, in school, they mess up. A lot of young people are becoming atheists. A lot of young people are not liking church anymore. So if you are one who is in church today, it means that all that community belongs to you. You must affect them with the gospel of Christ. Hallelujah. Oh, hallelujah. So tell them. Why? Because So I know the burden of the Lord. The word of the Lord that you hear becomes the burden. This. Hey, this is what it is. Lord, help me to teach someone else. Help me to. So you come to church, you pay attention. No, you are not sleeping. You sleep half, you are awake half. Ultra Zugos in your Z U G O S. Now, Johnny Z U U G O. Because so that half. A four letter word. Oh, the and I call that a ten. Because enough for half. You don't do that. You are paying attention to detail. How was this explained? You are asking questions. You are following. You are following the things you are doing. That is what will make you a better preacher and teacher of the word of God. Hallelujah. Oh, how many of us want to teach and preach the word of God? How many of us want to let us, our friends, our neighbors know what we are learning this morning? Hallelujah. We just go out. Right from church, you go out. You go out. You go out. Let's end it up with this because I'm going to work on this next week. 1 Corinthians 9, 16. That will be my last scripture. Because that's what I'm going to work on next week. Very, very important to me. 1 Corinthians 9, 16. 1 Corinthians 9, 16. It's everybody. Because I want everybody to read with me. 1 Corinthians 9, 16. For, uh -huh. for though I preach the gospel. For though I preach the gospel. I have nothing to glory of. For necessity is laid upon me. Mm. Yea, mm. war is unto me mm. if I preach not the gospel. Hey! No, take it again, take it again, take it again. I for want everybody to hear this. For the burden of the Lord. For though I wait, 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 wait. The burden of the Lord. We saw it in Jeremiah. We saw the yoke in Matthew 11. Now, we are looking at 1 Corinthians 9 now another level now 9 16 let's go again for though i preach for the gospel, though i preach the gospel the gospel don't forget Paul says, i am what i am by the grace of god then now he says though i preach the what the gospel the gospel by what by what grace oh, are you here he says, I'm not ashamed of the gospel of Christ. Right? I'm not ashamed. So this is the gospel he preaches. But he knows that he is what he is because of the grace of God. So he's preaching by grace. Are you following? Good. Now let's see. Mm -hmm. For though I preach the For gospel. For though I preach the gospel. I have nothing to glory. I have nothing to glory. Why? It is by grace. Oh, come on. Come on. I want the church to respond. It is by grace. I know it is by grace. And I know that anybody who is saved should be able to do it. Say, I know. I am saved. I preach. Yeah. It's not a special call. No. The call is when you are saved. Are you here with me? So, and you are saved. 
e wose mi me ya juma me rade ajuma ni ne anete na sanyom no mo ba harvest ngwa na moto o se me so for me be this kind babo am fan ko ya juma no wan ko ya juma no o di sika na ba na o so ko ye o de body emergency me chero se o so ko ya juma e na wan na this kind babo me me ni me wi an ma chero se sika na ye enso ajuma na e wose ho ye no so ye one first can bring me my own cotton if you also beckon. Are you here? Yeah, but scan your maiden. Thank you. Are you here this morning? Uh, scan your maiden. Maiden, you. Sure. On your way, you're in class, but I'm not me. Tata. Maiden, you know. Amen. It's a no son chess. I will bet if you're maiden. Who will feel crammed up? Maiden. If you are not sure, say, was here, you know. Because I need the bribe be any scan the image, but I know no account on it. The name of the image now who Christo. Any people account? I can see that here. Scan the image that was a image. Christo be any how about the scan? But Jumano, I say, I hono libi libi la be any who. Who to me Grace? Who to you Stephen? Mami Avua, Kojua Dantin. Who to me yeah yeah? And no no no, me mini ho. Scan the image, mini ho. Look at it. For, For necessity. necessity is laid the upon word me. necessity is used 18 times in the Greek. Now, anytime I say in the Greek, it means the New Testament. Anytime I say in the Hebrew text, it's in the Old Testament. Old Testament what? Genesis to Malachi. Ought to be the New Testament Greek. Of course, maybe from Matthew to Revelation. So, in the Greek text, it's used 18 times. It means what is needful. Don't forget I said that we are fraught with so many things in this life that the believer, if not careful, will be running an empty race. But we need to know what is needful. Do you remember when I started the sermon this morning? We need to know what is needful. So this is needful. Necessity means it is needful. Another verse will say, <laughs> it is necessary. It is important. Above all things. Wow. Wow. Look at the word used. Um, necessity. Let's look at its application in few scriptures. Luke 21, 23. Luke 21, 23. It, it means something that gives discomfort. It means discomfort. What gives you discomfort? First Corinthians 7.37 Something that constrains you. It constrains you. Let me go over again. Luke 21.23 It's like something that gives you discomfort. First Corinthians 7.37 We are looking at the word necessity. How it is used. The application in scripture. Are you here? Are you learning something? Uh -huh. First Corinthians 7.37 Something that constrains you. Something that constrains you because it's necessity. It's necessary. Are you following? It's necessary. Second Corinthians 6 4. Hardship. Hardship. So in season and out of season, I preach. In season and out of season, I preach. 
whether things are working well or they are not working well, I know my job. Yeah. I am what I am because of the grace of God that is bestowed upon me. So, the work of ministry is compulsory. Somebody says compulsory. Whether you like it or not, necessity, it is a compulsion. Hey. That's what Paul is saying. He said, oh, pastor, uh, you know, um, I'm married, um, I have five children, uh, three are uh, 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 sucking breasts. After sucking breasts, go and preach. Uh, um, pastor, um, you see, um, nowadays it's not easy. After it not be easy, go preach. Why? Necessity is laid upon me. Necessity is laid upon me. Necessity, it becomes compulsory. Huh. Now, what is compulsory is compulsory. Is that not it? For those of us who have been in school, you know that even in tertiary, you know that there are some courses that are compulsory. We call them university what? University? No. The, uh, the, 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 they use for it. This one is compulsory. Like in our days, in University of Ghana, you have to do uh, either drama uh, 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 or tech. How do we call that? University something. Required courses. They are compulsory. You know that when you don't pass those ones, you don't graduate. Yeah. Dance nyaka <laughs> home. Um, language. You go and languages, yes. You go and learn appropriate technology for West Africa. Do I care? Compulsory. Oh, compulsory means that I can choose not to do it. But I cannot determine the repercussion. <laughs> if you lie, don't do. I mean, I will not do. You will not graduate. Simple. Now, so I can choose not to. Oh, pastor, can I choose not to preach? Yes. But I cannot determine the consequences. Necessity is laid on me. Obi of Yehana. Hey, Paul. Necessity. Pastor, uh, I, I didn't come last week, so it doesn't affect me. It's not the case. I've preached. I've told you that there's some things that are going to affect us that will make us distracted. But don't allow it. Some of you have started. 31st of month, you. Necessity. My church is CFM. You are not here. My church. <laughs> Necessity is laid upon me. If you are in the business of the kingdom, that's what you do. Look at it. It's laid upon me. I had this way, they are swami. They are this way, they are swami. Paul says what? Woe unto me. Sure. Woe unto me. If ministry has been given to you by grace, don't forget, grace is equal to work. I told you. 
So necessity is laid upon me. Work has been put on me. Why? Because grace is sufficient to do the work. So woe unto me after God has given me all of him to be effective and functional and I don't do woe unto me. Woe unto you when people are dying around you without Christ and you are happy because you think you are saved. Woe unto you. Woe unto you after being blessed with all the good things of the Lord. Being blessed with the messages you are hearing every week. Not for those who are visiting us for the very first time. You have been here ages. And you, you've been doing separation of mixtures. I like this. I don't like this. <laughs> you have the luxury to say I like this. I don't like As for this one, it bless me. As for this one, pastor, I have to listen to it again. You have the luxury. And people are yearning to hear this every day. Woe unto you. If you can't send any word out, woe unto you. He says, woe unto me if preach not the gospel. This should make us cry this morning. You know? Oh, Father, help me. Help me, Jesus. Help me, Jesus. I've been focusing on useless things for too long. You focused on all the things of the world and you've not changed much because you've not been able to buy the White House yet. Because that one is not buyable. What it means is that at the end of all the monies you've got, there are some things you can buy. Money answers all things. It's only your local economy. If money answers all things, let your money buy you the seat of government. I don't know if you're catching it. You have to be elected. Let's say from today, my money, take over, no election again. You'll be killed the next moment because it will be treason. Money can't do anything. Let's get all the money and say, my money, now souls be saved. No. You have to go and preach. Money can buy everything. Money can buy everything. So what you are looking for, you are not even getting. <laughs> Number two, after you got all, there are some things money cannot still not do. Money cannot save. But save will come to the foolishness of preaching and teaching. Are you here this morning? Something must shift in your mind to begin to look at God differently and his work. Pastor, can I also go, yes, you're a candidate. Are you not a believer? So those who are not saved, those who have not believed Christ, those who have not received salvation, today we'll give you the opportunity to be saved because it's simple. After that, you go preach. You can be saved right now and start preaching now. Have you, have you not heard anything? You've heard something? Go and preach. Go and preach. Preach to all creature. Mark 16. He says, woe unto me if I preach not. Why? Because God cannot give me all of him. And I will not be able to give the world all of him. I have received all of him. So that I become selfless in giving all of him to the world. He gave me all so I can present all. He did not give me some. If he gave me some, then I'll be careful to present all because I'll present the sum. But he gave me all so I can present all. Your God is a good businessman. Wherever, in whatever class you find yourself, there are people who are dying. Your colleagues are dying. Your old schoolmates are dying. Your current schoolmates are dying. The people you go around with, your neighbors are dying. And you have no, no compassion to bring the word to them. This morning when we were stepping out of the house, you know what the spirit was telling me? All the people you were greeting are candidates. I saw two people. 
There are some retirees who are still drinking, you know. Over there, your classmates. Some of them, Sunday morning, say, What is a boobra and what to say? Kebashon and what to say? What baby fear no abroom time by 10 o'clock? Yeah, they are not taking care of themselves. Those are the people who should preach to at least receive Christ, be useful before you die. So the spirit was just, there's one big man who had just come from the stages around with, with people. Today was greeting. Hello, how are you? You're looking good. I know I'm looking good already. But are you saved? I'm not sure. So the spirit was just ministering to me. Yeah. Yeah. And it's true. Well, it struck me so hard, rather. I said, Wow, these are the people. So, when I go, I know I have two people I have to minister to. Because one is going to drink, I know, or pentemcra. And the other is standing by the gate, looking at what is happening, you know, doing climbing steady. So, no fear, you won't have a climbing steady. He's not interested in church. And you are what dresses shepherd, and you can't send the word back. Look at how people are messed up in where, the place you work, in the market circles. Look at how confused people are in your vicinity. And you cannot send the word. You have become selfish. Woe unto you. Woe unto me if I preach not the gospel. That's serious. That's serious. It should make you think. It should make you relook at your life again. Pastor, may may me that gender also power. I can't handle it. So, I said, I said, I I as a pastor, I nowadays the, the four courses going, a kufado will have to think and rethink. One, 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 Hey, pastor, nowadays my legs are all swollen because I've been riding. When your bicycle, at least when you're two, two ties, will be only half tie, only rim. Eh? I've not finished solving my problem. Or how can I solve other people's problem? You are selfish. Paul, in saying this, was still being pursued. He was still building tents that sometimes people will order, people will not order. Paul was a tent maker. Sometimes they bought, sometimes they didn't buy. Why would the church try to, to, to sort him out? Why? Because he was not having all the resources. He wasn't having all the resources all the time. There are some of the tents he built, people will not buy. Some, even sometimes because of the gospel, they will not buy his product. Let him suffer. So the church will have to support Paul. In the midst of the chaos, he says, warn to me if I preach not. You are not the first. Warn to me. Student, warn to you. Professional, warn to you. People are dying and say, you are comfortable. You cannot be comfortable. This morning, let the spirit of the Lord minister to you. I cannot be comfortable. I cannot be comfortable. I can't. Why? I have, not, I have not finished my community. 
I've not even finished my neighbors. Let alone Ashama if you are Ashama. Let alone Tema if you are Tema. Let alone Sakuno if you are Sakuno. We've not finished Greater Accra. We've not finished Ghana. We've not finished West Africa. We've not finished Africa. There's work to do. There's work to do. There's work to do. I cannot sit comfortably. I cannot. That's what the minister to me so clearly. These two people, deal with them. After church, start, start. Because they are very good people. They are close people. They are close people. So those people there, you have access already. You just have to do co 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 at the same. My boy. Sidney, come on. That's all. P, what's up? Oh, yeah. Establish relationship. It's not your case where you see your community people, you run away from them. Yes, people are unbelievers. They will pollute me. Let them pollute you. Let them pollute you. Woe to you. Woe to you. The word war is serious in scripture. Look how Jesus used it. Woe to you means damnation. Lift up your hand and say, This morning, I receive instruction. I take it. I am going out to minister the grace of God. To minister the gospel of God. I have all of the grace of God. To minister all of the grace of God. To as many people as the spirit will lead me. I receive utterance. Ability to speak. Ability to communicate. I receive boldness. The ability to stand and minister the gospel of Christ. To whomever and to everybody. Wherever. In Jesus name. I have it. I have it. You have it. You have it. Won't you pa? You have it. You have it. Pastor, how do I go? Now we have this template that we, we, we dealt with some time ago. Let me just give you of the things I need to go. Last week I told you. I said how do you go? Go with the simple message of Christ. Next week we are looking for double. Those who didn't come. We are waiting for the, the people they went to minister to white. For which reason they didn't come today. Have you ever short meeting uh, for you, all the youth in the church and all my disciples? Pastors, overseers and functional executives. I'll meet all of you after church. Are you here? We'll also be meeting all those who are feasting us for the very first time. We'll meet you after the church. Don't forget, oh, it will be echoed in announcement. But let me tell you before we get there. Are you here? Very, very important. Are you here? Amen. So, last week I told you, how do you go? Go. What have you heard? You've heard something. That's why when you come to church, you write something. You write. You write whatever you've been taught. So, you go. Don't go and, um, um, you know, um, today I heard the word Zugos. Do you know Zugos? They had you. <laughs> now Zugos, the Zugos there from over <laughs> You don't go like that. I, I heard the word Christos. It's not Christos. That's an anointed one. Where there's anointed. That's <laughs> baby's But that's not it. You go in the simplicity of the gospel. So there's a temple that, template that we use. So is this the template you used? Uh, the first one. Okay. So who is Jesus? Why did he come into the world? Who is Jesus? It's a good place to start with. Who is Jesus? Now who is Christo? I don't know. I said Christo, do you obey him now? How do you know him? Now Christo, now Christo, obey your day. So scriptures like, and all the scriptures that I'm going to give you, things you have to keep in your head. These are scriptures you learn when you go for evangelism. And you learn them to know them, to preach them. Matthew 21. Matthew 121. 
John 1 29. Matthew 1 21. John 1 29. Matthew 1 21. And she shall brought forth a son, and thou shalt call his name Jesus, for he shall save his people from their sins. So that's Jesus. Oh, Jesus. Then 1 29. John 1 29. John 1 29. I'm reading it so you keep it. 29. Oh. Oh. And the next day John seeth Jesus coming and seeth behold the Lamb of God who taketh upon himself the sins of the world. Manifested to save them that are in sin. 1 29. John said, behold, the son of God who takes upon himself, the lamb of God who takes upon himself the sins of the world. So who is Jesus? Savior. Who is Jesus? The one who came to take the sins of the world upon himself. The sins of some, no. The sins, upon the, the sins of the world. Wow, what does it mean to the world? Every man. Those born before in his days and after, including you and I. Really? Uh, you began a conversation. All men need salvation from sin. All men need salvation from sin. So, who came to seek and to save? He was made manifest that he would, he, he would save sinners. So, sin. Sin, what is that? It means that everybody, everybody, because if it's about the world, then everybody, all men need salvation from sin. John 3.23. Romans 3.23, sorry. Romans 3.23. We know that one, right? Romans 3.23 For all I've seen For all I've seen So all I've seen, right? All I've seen Romans 6.23 For the wage of sin is death But the gift of God is Eternal life through So the Sultan, the Savior Who will save men from sin Is the reason for his manifestation So that you and I will be saved from sin the major problem of man. The major problem of man is not money. It's sin. It has been sin. Forever will be sin. Yet, Jesus dealt with sin. Oh, he dealt with it. And so, so now when you believe this message, you are saved. Oh, so he dealt with it. So it means that he died for all men, but not all men are saved. Oh, Yes. Because there are some people who are preaching that because he died for all men, all men are saved automatically. No. John 3.16, for God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son. So he gave so he would die for all men. But whosoever so he gave to all men but not all men have received him. He came to his own. His own rejected him but he gave them the, as many as Oh, come on, are you feeling with me? As many as he to them power to be. So not all men are saved. Is that it? You are preaching. You are preaching. Kakra, kakra. No, kakra, kakra. So these are quotations you keep in your head. Though. It's not like, wait, let me pick my, my uh, Bible. You give your Bible to the person as you read, as you quote, the person is reading. If the person doesn't have a Bible. Are you, are you here? Are we going out? Next week, we have to be double. 
So you go. So all men need salvation from sin. We have these two quotations. Of course, more can be added, but keep the basics. Romans 3.23, Romans 6.23. Then how did Jesus deal with the problem of sin? How did he do it? Romans 8.3. Romans 8.3. Romans 8.3. For you to say that sin has been dealt with, how did he deal it? For what the law could not do, in that it was weak through the flesh, God sending his own son in the likeness of the flesh and for sin, sin in the flesh. Condemned sin in the flesh. He condemned sin in the flesh. What it means is that if it is condemning sin in the flesh, sin was destroyed in his burial. Hey, are you here? So in Jesus' death, sin was destroyed. So that when he resurrected, he resurrected with new men. Without sin. Without sin. So sin was destroyed when Jesus died. Are you here? His death was death. Was the destruction of sin. Oh. Eh? Tell me more. This is your thing. The way I can eat here. Mm. In you are doing something. You are preaching the gospel. 2 Corinthians 5.21 2 Corinthians 5.21 Practical ways of preaching the gospel. Oh. Are you here this morning? Hmm. We are going. Giddy, 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 giddy. So I'm going to preach to those two people. This one. One from America, one from Ghana. Second <laughs> Corinthians 5.21 For he hath made him to be sin for us. Who knew no sin that we might become might be made the righteousness of God in him. He became sin. Sin where? On the cross. He became sin. Because you see, cursed is the man who hanged on the tree. He became sin. He became accursed because of us. Because Jesus died our death. It was not his death. But he took our place that we may take his place. So he died the sinner's death. On the cross he became sin. That we might become the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. Are you following here? So how did he deal with it? He became it. He became it. What kind of sin? Past, present, future. The person may not understand it now. It will happen in your follow-up. Are you following? So you are not going to push everything the first day. The person may not understand anything. How did he deal with it? Let's open scripture. Whatever you say, you must open scripture. Let's read it together. Don't come and quote everything to the person. Carry Bible. What did I say? Carry what? Bible. Because what you will say must have the weight of scripture attached or back in it. Are we learning something? We are going on. <laughs> Matthew 5, um, 7 Corinthians 5.21. He became sin. So, so, how did Jesus deal with the problem of sin? We know it. Romans 8.3, 7 Corinthians 5.21. Now, he dealt with sin once and for all. Oh, because you have to lay some foundations so that when you come back and you're saying that once saved, forever saved, he will not go to another church and say, forget those people. You cannot be saved once. You have to work. Then they'll quote you. Work out your salvation with fear and trembling. You have work to do. You have to work. What are scriptures to be done? What, what do we do with scriptures? They are to be explained. 
So there are some people who can quote. Let me quote, quote. Anytime people are quoting, take your time. Don't rush. Explain what they've quoted. <laughs> your, your weight as a minister of the gospel of Christ is not quote, make I quote. It's your ability to exegete scripture. Exegete means to explain in detail scriptures. So when people are doing quote, make I quote, let them quote. Then now you explain what they've quoted. That's your weight. That's your weight. Are you here? It's your ability to explain scripture. It's not quote, make I quote. Are you here? As I, you know scripture. Make a quote. It's not rushing. Paul anymore. And yet Paul wrote one third of scripture. So you take your time. With compassion, with humility, you present the grace of God. Hallelujah. Don't come come rush it. So he dealt with same ones. Hebrews 8 12. Hebrews 8 12. Hebrews 8 12. And after this one, then I close. Uh, let me take you through this one, then you we can close. Are you blessed? Hebrew, uh, Hebrews 8 12. Mm. For I for I'll be merciful to their unrighteousness. Pay attention here. Now, Hebrews here is quoting the law. He's also quoting the prophets. What they said. So this is a quote. God says, for I will be, when you go to um, Jeremiah 31, 34, but you see this also in Deuteronomy. I'll be merciful. So, We'll come there. We'll come to that point. Don't, don't mix it up. So, it says, I'll be, for I'll be merciful to the unrighteousness and their sins and their iniquities will I remember no more. So, when he deals with it, he will not remember anymore. That's why we say that he's dealt with it once and for all. Because when he deals with sin, he doesn't remember it anymore to deal with it again. Can you explain this? You can. <laughs> As a pastor, it's not easy. But who says it's easy? It's yoke. It's bedding. But you can't because grace is sufficient. Do you understand Hebrews 8, 12? Let's move on. Hebrews 10, 17. Hebrews 10, 17. And their sins and iniquity will I remember no more. Wow. Double emphasis. Colossians 1 12. Colossians 1 12. Colossians 1 12. Colossians 1 12 to 14. Giving thanks unto the Father, which had made us meet to be partaken. Meet there is qualified. Meet is qualified. M E E T. Meet is qualified to be partakers of his, of the inheritances of the saints in light who have delivered us from the power of darkness and have translated us into the kingdom of his dear son in whom verse 14 we have redemption from his through his blood even the forgiveness of sins so our redemption in the blood is our forgiveness of sins and the blood was shed once so there cannot be a repetition of that sin for which blood to come and satisfy? The blood works and it is permanent. 
Are, are you here? So you go preach it. <laughs> go preach it. Wow. Hey, that's awful. It's easy. So you go. You learn. Another question. How am I then saved? Or when can I receive the salvation through Jesus? That would be an important question to answer. And you know when you do all your preaching, aside this and any plus more, and the person has never come to the point where you say, what must I do? You know you've not finished preaching. It's an important, just like the jailer asked Paul, so what must I do? <laughs> so your preaching should have an end game where the person, if the person does not ask, let me ask this for you. So you've got to this. I think something is running in your mind like, how can I do, hey, push it on the person? Because sometimes the spirit will be prompting the person to say, I can't want to. It's part of it. The way we struggle to get you saved is the same way you struggle to get others saved. <laughs> you know, people were people were even saved and they're still running around. They were not they were not focused. So the number of years it took you to be settled is the same number of years it will take you to settle others. But the reason why you even need to pray more so your work will be reduced. But don't forget, expect it. And Pastor, me, when I go, and they, me, I'll tell them, I've told you, I've told, I'm going, you know. No, you can't go. You will go and come. I was given an analogy last week. The day we woo, the way we woo ladies, and ladies are committed to men. You know that kind of thing. When you are sucking the boys, and they say they will not go. Me, I am hooked to you. For life, in life and death. And they have not seen anything. In life and death. I, I, I know I love you. You can't do this to me. Me, I am attached to you. Even in your dreams, I'm there. That's the same alacrity <laughs> and zeal and tenacity you used to preach the gospel. When they are stoning you, you young man, they are stoning you, you say, uncle, the same way you go and preach. And you can't say, me, I've told you, hell is in front of you. It's not in front, it's at the side. <laughs> you go. You push it. You push it. You push it. You push it. Why? You have compassion. Are you here? So the last one. How am I then saved? Because the person says, so am I saved now? How will I know I'm saved? Romans 10, 9 to 10. Romans 10, 9 to 10. We know this one, right? Let me read it to you. Romans 10, 9. If thou shalt confess with thy mouth the Lord Jesus, and thou shalt believe in thy heart that God had raised him from the dead, Thou shalt be saved. Why? For with the heart, man believeth unto righteousness. And with the mouth, confession is made unto salvation. I believe. So, the work starts from the heart, not the mouth. The mouth will speak on the basis of the conviction of the heart. So, for the man to say, now, can you help me? You can. But if the person says, Am I saved? Have you heard? Have you believed? Once you've heard, you've believed, you are saved. Without necessarily saying, Lord, Lord, Lord Jesus, Lord Jesus, today, today. Not necessarily saying that because the conviction must be here. The mouth is only saying what the heart has believed. But 
Eh, what happens on the evangelistic field many a time is that mouth speaks first before heart believes. That is not right. The heart must believe before the mouth. So, what it means is that many a time, which will be natural, people must say what they believe rather than you helping them to say what you want them to say. Are we here this morning? Yeah. Oh, but if you help them, is it wrong? No. But true conviction will push them off to say, thank you, Father. I believe I am saved. Yes. It's enough. Are you here? He said, because you didn't say, Father, Father, today, today, I receive you into my heart. They don't even say that. Though. They say, I have given my life to you. What life did you have to give? You didn't have any. So sometimes we even say the wrong things in confessing our conviction. Confusion, Zala. Confusion, Zala. You were dead in trespasses and sins. And he had quickened you. So in your trespasses and sins, you were dead. So he had no life to give. You rather receive his life into you. I receive you into my heart. I make you my Lord because that one is your will. I make you, you have to make him your Lord and Savior. Thank you, Father. Today, I belong to the body of Christ. I belong to the kingdom of your dear son. Thank you, Father, in Jesus' name. The person is saved. Then we start the walk. Are we here? Uh, so when do I know I'm saved? I've told you. John 3, 16. For God so loved the world. He gave you those begotten son. So, that whosoever believeth in him should not perish, but have everlasting life. Verse 17. Verse 17. For God sent not his son into the world to condemn it, but that through him, but that the world through him might be saved. Verse 18. He that believeth not on him is, is he that believeth on him is not condemned, but he that believeth not is condemned already. Because he had not believed in the name of the only begotten Son of God. So, believe, saved. Mark 16, 15. He says, he that believeth is saved. He that believeth not is damned. Wow. So, believe, I'm saved. Pastor, is it that easy? It is. That is why it is supernatural. Salvation is supernatural. But you are careful to preach the gospel, not any other message. You go to hell, oh, the way you are looking good. When you go to hell, your color will become black. We can't even identify you. Hey, hey, if in Africa heat is like this, you can imagine hell heat times 20. Hey, hey, I want to look fresh. Even in heaven, I want to look fresh. Then don't go to hell. Receive it. Kaba, kaba, kaba. That is not salvation. Hey, hey, so when we are eating jollof rice in heaven, I will not be there. Hey. Yeah, it means you are preaching to someone who likes jollof rice. So, look at you. <laughs> that is not salvation. Preach the word. Preach the word. Are you here? Yeah. When you become spirit, you don't feel the heat like that. Oh. So, gnashing of teeth, heat, are all what we call um, codified language. Are you here? When we talk about gnashing of teeth, when we talk about um, with brimstone and fire, it is metaphor. It's not what is going to happen in hell. Because spirits will, spirit can feel heat. Cho. Oh baby, hello. Spirit, it doesn't know heat. What happened to us? 
sometimes it's, it's the way we also see life. Hey, nothing. We don't cr cr. Now, home and is here to swear. Oh, yeah, move, move. Acts sixteen thirty. Oh, come on. Are you here? Acts sixteen thirty. That's the last scripture. Are we going? Hey. Yes, we are going. Acts sixteen thirty. Practical ways of soul winning. Because sometimes we preach all the things, but people say, but how do I go? My problem, Pastor. Somebody told me this week, he said, Pastor, it's, it's, sometimes I don't know what to go and say. Are you learning what to go and say? Yeah. I don't know where to start from. Should I start from Genesis? I don't start from Ezekiel. <laughs> where do I start from? You know where to start from. How do I approach? I've told you how to approach. What do I say? You know what to say. What should I expect? You know what to expect. Are you here? This week we are going out. Oh. Hey. Oh. Thank you, Father. Amen. Acts 16.30 And brought them out and said, Says, what I do to be saved? This is the jailer asking Paul. What must I do to be saved? Verse 31. And they said, Believe on the Lord Jesus Christ, and thou shalt be saved, and thy household. And thy house. Believe. How do I believe? You believe the message concerning his death, his burial, and his, resurre his resurrection. To mean that whatever he went through, he went through for me. So what we say we should believe the message of his death, burial, and resurrection is not just an empty message. It relates me because Jesus was not a sinner. I am the sinner. And he did what he did for me. Don't forget. He became sin that I might become, I may become his, the, the righteousness of God in Christ. Are you here? So you believe it. Then 32. And they speak unto him the word of the Lord. So they preached to him. Example of the soul winning we are going to do. What must I do? We're going to meet some wakosha prostitute. Wakosha prostitute. You don't say that. The way you are dressed, I can see hell written all over you. Then, then let me go. Eh? You've not seen a, you've not seen you've not seen a crazy prostitute before. Eh? Then let me go and entice the devil. I'm fine. So don't go and start with the way you are dressing. No. That will not take you to heaven or hell. Dressing has never has nothing to do with heaven or hell. Or you're going to heaven or hell. Have you not seen believers who should know better dress like people who are going to the brothel? My wedding gown here, I'm going to say, I'm going to move in your two way. I said, Pastor, no, they are wedding you. I said, uh-huh. When my whole wabba, when my whole crocodile was sunny, I was so far away from the shower, I said, no, for now, they're not. When you're born, some man, I did. That knows where. Pastor, I need to once in a lifetime. Really? That day is when you go to hell. And father, I'm going to say, and you're going to go. You're going to go. Oh, now we could shall we smoke as well? Eh, is that near? Oh, yeah. How did 
Say, say, hell, So you can minister to anybody. Preach the gospel. They saw the jailer. This is a jailer. A jailer. The people who put them in prison. They went to them. Say, what must I do? So what it means is that your perceived enemies are also candidates of the preaching. You know, and preach to them. <laughs> Hallelujah! 30. Yeah, well, 32. Ah, and he took them the same hour, night of the night, and watched them. Now, 32. And they spake unto him the word of the Lord and, and to all that were in his house. And he took them the same hour of the night and washed their stripes and baptized and he and all his straight away. 34. And when he had brought them into his house, he set meat before them and rejoiced, believing in God with all his house. Have you seen with his house, with his house, with his house? What it means is that one of the things you should be looking forward to is to win households. So, if you find one person in a house, the target is that person will become the conduit to win a whole house. Because I understand that some people are not going to church. Father, mother, children. And they are there. They are fine. Because things are happening. Sunday morning. Sunday morning. And you are in a hurry. You are late to church. And they, they don't care about church. Because you don't have compassion. You are happy because they are leaving you fufu. But you should not be happy because their souls are not saved. Are you here? Those are the people you should pity. Am I changing your mindset this morning? Yeah. We want to make better societies because people have known Christ. We want to make better Ashama, better Tema, better greater Accra. Why? Because people are knowing Christ. Because we are changing lives. Because souls are being won for Christ. And we are becoming better for Jesus. Are you here? So that's what they did. No, no, no. When did they rejoice? They rejoiced after they were saved. That is better rejoicing. You, you, you are rejoicing because you have won a soul. The rejoicing should not come before the soul winning. As a man called cry. The idea win the soul first before you go and chill. Yeah, you are chilling because you are celebrating Jesus. You have done a great thing. Hallelujah. So, how do I know I am saved? This is how they knew it. And when it was day, the magistrate sent sent the sergeant saying let let those men 
go. What happened? The jailer went to tell the magistrate, Master, something has happened to me. These people are men of God. You see what your work of salvation has done. It has brought you physical deliverance. So the people who are messing you up, go and preach the gospel to them. They will not be wicked to you anymore. Yeah. Those who are preventing you. Why? Because you are not catching it. When I'm praying, I say, Lord, those who have good things to give me, not me good things if the person was a believer he will also receive the same promptings to, there's somebody who needs what you have go and give it out but if the person is a non-believer it will take a long time for God to shift circumstances and situations for you to meet him or her that is why preaching the gospel is a necessity because in as much as you are dealing with the souls of men God is also going to use those same souls to bless you are you here? Imagine all the big men are, uh, are, are God-fearing people. Will you go chasing for a job and they want to sleep with you? No! Why? Because no man is on your neck. Even if you decide to dress anyhow, he's still interested. You've caught the joke. Because that person is bound to go to hell. Go and preach the gospel to the person. So we are going to make society better because not because people are people people are getting motivational message, but because people's hearts are being changed. Are you here this morning? What is your prayer? My prayers are Lord, help me to go. As I leave this place, don't let me forget messages like this. Because next week I'll continue, and the following week I'll continue. So you go and bring. And next week when you are coming alone, know that it's not good. Because all the people are bringing you alone. <laughs> and yet you can't say that I will not come. You will come too. And that day I will stand in front of you and be preaching. The whole preaching will be in front of you. <laughs> I want to preach so I know you, I'm preaching to you. Because sometimes if I don't get in front of you, you think I'm preaching to someone else. <laughs> and John 3.16 I'll preach to you, you know I'm preaching to you. <laughs> Praise the Lord. Shall please be on our feet. We have been given the template. So who is Jesus? Why did he come into the world? All men need salvation from sin. How did he deal with the problem of sin? He dealt with sin once and for all. The price of sin has been paid. And then finally, how am I then saved? And when can I receive the salvation through Jesus? We've been told everything. I want you to pray. Pray earnestly. Don't forget, we are forcing ourselves out. And we are forcing others out. Your prayer will make the person come to church. Why? Because the person must be part of us. That's the kind of prayers believers do. I've not seen your man. Uh, your man I'm learning you. Don't learn you. That's not what we do. We are praying so everybody's on board. Everybody must get to work. It's not like me alone. I'm going, you, if you don't go, be there. No. I, I'll get the best worker. Hey, is that your motivation? <laughs> Lift your hand. Open your mouth. Let's begin to pray. Pray for yourself and pray for your neighbor. I am going out.
I am going. It says, woe to me if I don't preach the gospel. Woe to 